listening to the voice of Howard Stern. Hello, you rotten little butt sucker. This is Alice Cooper. Hey, this is Justin from NSYNC. This is Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, hey, baby. Those are the king. Hi, this is Jack. Just back up from the border for a short visit. You know what I'm talking about, pal? Hi, my name is John Teague, and welcome to another episode of The Horse's Mouth. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are. I have drunk far too much coffee today. Um, but it's been very enjoyable. I've had a very enjoyable day drinking a lot of coffee and catching up some good friends. <sighs> so, just got back from a trip down to Nicaragua, and I thought, here we go. Um, this is going to be a great opportunity to do some really interesting podcasts with some amazing people from uh, from Nicaragua with the, the current given political circumstances that are happening down there. So I took my gear down there, and I went down there to catch some waves and do a few podcasts and uh, see how life is like. And... Um, well, I pulled my hamstring on my fifth surf, so that was uh, that was that. But I got some really good waves, and it's a really beautiful coastline down there. And um, and then I thought, well, it's, it's swimming and podcast time. And and I found a, a, a really nice gentleman down there, and uh, and teed it all up. And I went round to his house, and he sat me down. We had a cup of coffee, and he told me about what was happening down there politically. And it really took the wind out of my sails. Um, yeah, that there there is some some big troubles going on down there politically, and I didn't realize to the extent that um, well, you know, people are being murdered and people are disappearing, and journalists are being you know suppressed and subdued and have left and fled and been killed and detained and. Um, to the point where a, a friend of mine in Managua had to delete her Facebook account in fear because the government are going through social media and looking at messages that people are writing and uh, what the, prop, the the photos and finding protesters. And it's, it's, it's a very serious, a very serious um, set of circumstances happening down there for the freedom of, um, of the people. And uh, it, it made me realize that I'm out of my, I'm out of my depth. I, I'm not going to do a podcast because I don't want to put anybody into trouble and I don't need to be in trouble myself. It was explained to me that if I got to the airport and they went through my computer and they found a podcast where I'd talked politically with somebody that I could be detained. And uh, so I put the gear away and, um, you know, and I had, look, I had a good time down there. I felt sorry. I really felt sorry for the Nicaraguan people because... Uh, they have relied so heavily on tourism and there's not many tourists down there at the moment. A lot of businesses are closing. Um, so until this matter is resolved, uh, I mean, I think if you're not doing anything politically, you're fine. It's fine. I felt very safe and the people are just amazing and I did. I had a fantastic time. Um, but nonetheless, everyone was very apologetic that, uh, that they're like, I'm sorry that you have to see our country in this state. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that I went and, uh, I will be back, but, uh, I, I just, I hope that they can find some peace and, uh, some rest with their current situation soon. So anyway, that's the little blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's not really a blah, blah, blah. It's pretty serious. It's weird. You leave and then you're like, well, fuck, that was just a reality. That was a reality and now it's not. And I suppose that's what happens when you're a tourist. 
Um, anyway, all that being said, today we are speaking to Carolina Caro, and she's a dear friend of mine. Um, we have a, I, I really enjoyed, I thought we had a fantastic chat, and I really enjoyed catching out with Caro. I hadn't seen her in years, and uh, it was really good to, 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 to talk. And then after our talk, we went out for lunch and it was a good catch up and I love it dearly. And I hope you enjoy the chat that I had with Caro also. Okay, I've really waffled on too long. Is, is Sorry. Thank wow. you for listening. Wait if you're still you listening. Two hours of crap. A complete and total barfarama. What is this about, John? It's a pretty good question. <laughs> what is this about? Um, so um, you've just been five days in a meditation retreat. Oh, is that where we're going to go? We're going, we can go on anything. Okay. It's fine. But okay. like, I'm just asking. Sure. Have you? Yeah. yeah. What, are you going to be cagey now? Oh. <laughs> are, are we recording we this already? We might be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. I spent five days caged up. Yeah. So hold on. What pre, what, why did you go and do five days? Well, actually, I'm... I don't know if I share this with you, but I'm taking a program. I'm getting certified in mindfulness-based stress reduction program. So that's a program that... Stress reduction? Yeah. Yeah. So that one is a more secular program. So it's not... It doesn't have a faith um, focus, meaning the Buddhism foundation is there, but they don't... You know, we don't... um, We don't go into the religious aspect of it in the same way so it focuses more on scientific is buddhism um not a religion no it is it is right it's not just like so i thought it was like just a spiritual way of life well i think you can look at it both ways okay yeah yeah so some people will just take the principles of the religion and not consider themselves religious but it is considered a religion okay yeah what is the foundation of, with the crux? Like, can you give it a cap? I can't. I know that there's eight, I want to say, um, like eight foundational principles, and I couldn't tell you all of them. So, um, I know the Buddha, I love the Buddha just says, don't take my word for it, go test it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of the, the values in which, in, in which they live, but I couldn't tell you more about the the religion are you eating meat at the moment am i doing what eating meat no no you're vegetarian yeah that has been like four years yeah so at the center it was completely vegetarian meals so that was great yep vegan or vegetarian vegetarian if you wanted vegan they would prepare especially for you and then you would have your section but it was vegetarian Yeah. yeah so okay you went up there what seven days ago yeah, so I feel right. It's already been almost a week that I'm back. Mm-hmm. Crazy, <laughs> speaking and being back in the craziness of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, how was it? It was, it was frustrating. It was challenging. It was difficult. It was blissful. It was amazing. So all of all of the spectrum of human emotions is what I went through in five days. Cool. <laughs> well, well, you know what's funny. It's it's one thing that I re- that I realized from being up there for five days, is the fact that my circumstances did not change for five days. 
Okay. In fact, it was so structured because all we did was meditate, sitting meditation, walking meditation, and an occasional meal. Okay. So did you, you got up at five something? 5.30. Yeah. And our first meditation is at 6 a.m. Yeah. And then we would have... How long, how long a sit is that? 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you basically go from sitting meditation to walking meditation to sitting meditation to walking meditation and then insert a meal and then some chores to help the center how many meals a day two three three yeah a light one was dinner was light yeah yeah that's so um now so you had the same structure every single day same structure every single day my circumstances didn't change and then and yet I was able to experience everything from what felt like hell to bliss. And so what that made and me... when you say hell, yeah. it's just your own thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, That's exactly it. So how is it that with the same circumstances, yeah. same circumstances, you can experience the entire spectrum of human emotion from this is the worst thing ever. What was I thinking coming here? This yeah. is excruciating. I can't stand another minute. I'm planning my exit, trying to think maybe if I leave, no one will notice and on and on and on down the rabbit hole to <laughs> this is the most beautiful place I've ever been at. It's blissful. Look at that bird. So beautiful. I don't think I ever look at birds. Look at that, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah. you're thinking to yourself, well, if you extrapolate that to daily life, then it's really everything is in the mind. That's what's crazy is that it's just your perception of the situation, which can range from this is the shittiest thing ever to, oh my God, this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? I, t I was having dinner with some friends the other night and one of them was sitting there, he got the shits on something and he looked at me and goes, I'm so grumpy right now. And I said, <laughs> and it was weird. It just came out of my mouth and I said to him, oh, you should come out here because we're having fun. <laughs> And then you could probably change how he felt. It, well, we had a laugh and then he came back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was my it's biggest laugh. between the ears. Everything. But I think, like, so if you go from being, you know, I know you, you are a bull at a gate and you're fast and, um, and, and there's a lot of moving parts happening in every day and then you go and you remove yourself from that lifestyle and sit in silence for a second, it takes the brain still moving and the body's still not yeah no it's and it, there could be the catch-up so the one of the teachers there described it as your fast-moving car like a race car and i would definitely say that yes i would describe my life and my way of being which is probably why i'm so called to mindfulness is because there's no one that needs to learn it more than i do and be a student of this and um so when, we, so when we were there, she was describing it as like a race car and then you come to a halt and obviously the car is going to be still shaking and that shaking for different people can look like something different. So you can experience it as... It can be hot. Yeah, yeah. What You know, it could be palpitations. It could be whatever, right? So yeah. all of us are different and are going to experience that halt in a different way. Um, and it could be not only just your body, but again, your mind and, and a combination of all of those things. So there's definitely that adjustment period, not only coming in, but then getting out. Because then after the five days, it's like, wow, this is how we probably should all be living at some point, right? Maybe not to that extreme, but somewhere, you know, finding that balance and then coming back to again, that fast pace. So how do you bring that or cultivate that in daily life is how I keep is the question that I keep asking.
you know, and still. Are you still doing TM? Yeah. So my practice is in the morning. I'm not, I don't do, I don't practice twice a day. So in the morning I'll do my 20 minute meditation and that is a habit and that's in Straight away. Yes. First thing. Before even brushing my teeth while I'm still stinky. I'm, yep. You roll, you roll out of bed onto the floor? I don't even roll out of bed. I sit up. Okay. Yeah. Sit up in bed. That's good. Yeah. And I do it there. And actually my partner will join me most of the time. How good. Yeah. If if not, then I am doing it in the living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the chanting doesn't go so well next to a sleeping... No, I'm joking. Well, there's no chanting. <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm clearly joking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if everyone knows what TM is. So. Yeah. Transcendental <laughs> no meditation. chanting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to hear me chant. Um, all right. So... I've known you, I was thinking about it before, for 10 years. Has it been? It's been 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that you... Well, you got me down this road, just so you know. No, 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 no. You were already down this road. Mm. I believe we're going back. And I remember, I I was thinking about, I remember your mum, you talking about your mother and how she was connected to an... uh, seemingly another realm yeah. am i, am yeah. I wrong or am no I wrong? definitely definitely yeah. and how that you felt that but you kind of resisted it i think i still do sometimes no 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 i 100 percent believe that oh you resist it yeah no. <laughs> okay yeah. yeah in fact when i went up there the, uh, for the five days they were like are you excited to be here and i said i'm both excited and Upway. i resist this oh, oh at the yoga the, uh, the at meditation. the meditation at yeah. the five days so yeah. there's still a huge part of me even though i know this is what's good for me and i'm called to it where i still fight it which is very interesting so i'm still in some ways back where when we first met pulled by it and resisting it i just want to make that be transparent about that yeah yeah, yeah. and well thanks because that uh lets me off the hook a little bit more on my own like i know what's right and then i get bratty yeah I'm bratty at the moment i'm not meditating <laughs> you know yeah i'm trying no, to connect you. with things and people and around me but i'm not sitting down i hear you and i know i will but anyway, okay, so um, you didn't you you didn't always be on this trajectory. I know that you um, have very academic, yeah, yeah, very left academic brain, bang, full on, yes, yes, very analytical, very uh, the scientific background. So I think a lot of the resistance not only comes from that part, but also, um, you know, I share this a lot where. I've had this idea of what success and being an accomplished person, whatever that means, but I've had my... What does that mean? Yeah, so I think to me it always meant reaching a certain level of educational, uh, like an academic level, you know, uh, whether it was your PhD or having all the letters after your name. So that was important. Having a certain amount of money, that was important. So all these things that I believed would somehow... Uh, uh, contribute to my Mm self-worth and it's still there no matter how much I uh, like the shiny things yeah Mm -hmm. but even so yeah I uh, 
first part of my life was about getting the shiny things. But even though I removed myself completely when we met, mm. you know, when, and take and. But you'd come from a very corporate job and it was difficult to leave, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when we say the golden handcuffs with all, you know, the money and the bling and all this stuff. Yeah. It was very hard to leave, even though I knew a hundred percent of my being knew I needed to follow something different. Hard. And what's very interesting is that 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 part of me, even though it's not to the extent it was then, right before you and I met, it's still there. Mm. And there's sometimes parts of me that will still fall into that habit of being attracted to or impressed by, you know, what again, those things that quote unquote, make us accomplished, which mm. is, I know is bullshit, mm -hmm. but there's that part that's still like, but is it really? Because everyone seems to be chasing this. So it's the norm. It's the norm. Or we're fed it. Yeah. Through media, through school. Yeah. Through success equates to materialistic objects. Yeah. Houses, cars. And a part of me still wants to fit in. Yeah, of course. Well, you do. You look human and you walked around the corner and you look like <laughs> you were supposed to be in the street, you know. <laughs> You're fitting yeah. in. But it's weird, isn't it? It is because all of me is like, why that desire for validation and and, and the need for others to um, to feed that into you? And, and sometimes I even wonder, is that why acting was even the the motivation right because you know actors and needing that again the getting the external worth from external to some extent i'm not saying that that's all the power of actor and i'm not generalizing in any way but sometimes well, no for sure that's what some people uh, are going to acting for self-validation and um and then i think that there's others who go in because they just love telling story absolutely yeah you know and there's both yeah. And both can dovetail within some one person at the same time. You know, it's not, and nothing's black and white. Right. The whole spectrum yes. of human emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so definitely, I mean, when I, and, and why I say I think you were responsible for taking me down that road or, or we were meant to meet at that time so that you could plant the seeds or nurture them or cultivate them is because, you know, I remember you, well, first, obviously, the school you know, the neighborhood playhouse in New York, um, teaching through mindfulness, even if that's not what they were calling it, obviously being present in the moment and the fact that in order for us to be tapped into that, they were talking about these tools, maybe not using the vocabulary. Um, and then when you started going to hear the Dharma talks and, and do the meditation, um, I don't even remember where that was, somewhere. It was down, it was just um, south of Union Square. Yes. Um, I can't remember, but it was just south of there, a couple yeah. of blocks, yeah. And and I remember even going with you and having that same feeling of like, I love that I'm here and what am I doing here? Both, it, I mean, it's still there, it's yeah. still there. Yeah. But at the same time, the feeling of like, I'm supposed to be here outweighs and always outweighs the other yeah. right and so that's why i kept going back with you and that was the you, very beginning for me too though beginning. yeah because i remember going back to australia in between first and second year and my mom saying dude you are in the red and if you don't slow down you're gonna fucking burn out and she took me to this like um, buddhist sort of place and 
they said sit down and concentrate on your breath for a minute and I couldn't fucking do it I couldn't do it and I, for the very first time ever I realised I, if I'm supposed to be able to do this and I can't there's an issue yeah and when I got back to New York Graham had started going coincidentally like coincidentally or not coincidentally whatever you want to call right. it and so that all was that was that yeah and then you brought others with you yeah <laughs> Yeah, and there's some really powerful lessons that came out of that. Like I remember at the very end of one of the classes or the sit sits when mm-hmm. they said, "Okay, I want you to think of someone that you're really struggling with, and send them love," right? <laughs> and oh, that's sending love to people we don't like. Yeah, yeah. And I that know. was such a foreign thought, you know. I'm like, what fuck? And do you know who it was? Who? Bryce. Oh, really? Yeah, I was struggling with, with Bryce. Him? Okay. And if you're listening, Bryce, you know I love you, but. <laughs> That was what made me realize the power of that because yeah. me and Bryce didn't get along so well for a long time okay. well, in my mind. Okay. And after doing that for a couple of weeks, we became really good friends and we still are to today. I, you know what you're saying right now is huge, is huge because um, that power of, of energy and being felt even though you're not actually saying or doing anything to change the, the relationship I think is so powerful I've experienced that as well and that what you're saying um I had a, a situation in the corporate world where I went through the sexual harassment just like many other women have had and he the boss that I had made my life a living hell because I hadn't given in to him without getting into the details of the story and what was very interesting is a girlfriend of mine that worked for the company, she said, first, trust that whatever's happening now will bring you to a better place, which at that time I was like, she's just Pollyanna, this is bullshit, whatever, I'm being treated unfairly. And not only that, I wanted revenge. I wanted, that's where my mind was. He has to suffer and pay. So for her to come out with the same thing, send him love, was, it was like, the not only crazy to me at the time, but I, again, because I had, I felt like, okay, well, I have nothing else that I could possibly do. I've lost sleep over this. I'm not eating. I'm not, you know, so, and I trusted her completely. So I started doing that more for myself than for him, obviously, but I, I do believe the power of that. And, and I've used that since then in so many different scenarios. And like you said, it changes the relationship without the person even knowing. Sometimes they don't know that I'm that I'm hating on them. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Because it's know? between your ears. Yeah. But yet somehow they feel it when you're sending this love, you know, from from a distance. And then like you said, the relationship completely changes. It's crazy. So I believe that. I, I fully believe that. And I've lived it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the, that, that was the... Um Around that period, there was just a bunch of little things like that that definitely changed the trajectory forever. And even though it was a slow turning of the ship, uh, yeah. So, New York. Yeah, life changing. Life changing, yeah. So, um, you're in my class. I was. Every day for two years. Every day. Oh my God, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. I know. And and yet it does feel like I've lived like three or four lifetimes since in in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I really would like to go back and say hi. Yeah, it has. I also haven't been back. I mean, just 
at school and 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 that place that really not only changed my life but I think again back to all this practice that we were doing at the time um, and just looking at ourselves and I continued I mean I continue to do that this is a ongoing journey fortunately or unfortunately and just peeling back um, I think the layers of arrogance and ego and that are still there and you know my my, my partner David he says He's like, you're a lot less self-righteous these days than when I first met you. <laughs> he says. So how long uh, have you guys been together for now? We're going on four years. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So ever, ever evolving. Yes. yes. And someone who also really lifts a mirror. I think I so appreciate that in him that he loves me in spite of all the flaws and helps helps me to to look at them, but in a, in a compassionate way of. But you, you know? say that as if he doesn't have any either. No, no, we no, 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 no. <laughs> clear, know? clear. Yeah, it's it's it's. But you know what's interesting? I think we re- we recognize that it's the the two five year olds that have these wounds that happened so long ago that we still carry around and act out. And I think the more you start looking at it, oh, okay, I'm trying to exert, you know, my self-righteousness comes from the five-year-old that's trying to do everything perfect so that mom and dad can have that, you know. How the fuck do you lose that? Yeah. Hypnosis? I don't know. I'm Meditation? still working on it. I couldn't yeah. tell you. Right, still well, doing the work. You figure it out. Do the me. doing. <laughs> do the <laughs> do doing. The that's the only way I can say is that every day, you know, sitting on that, sitting on the cushion... I think just helps you see it and and by helping you see it um, diminishes I think the power it has over us mm-hmm. so that as 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 David points out you're less meaning it's not gone but now I recognize that it's there you recognize some of the behaviors that you might do that continue to exercise the muscle of self-righteousness for example and then recognize that oh, okay maybe I don't need to you know pull that card out right now you know well you can see it and feel it but i don't have to act on it yeah and you can go i'm not gonna push you down and bottle you up but i see you and feel you i've had it recently yes the ego coming up yeah and it comes up in relationships bring it out in me the most i'm sure it does for everybody right because totally life's easy button 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 push 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 (laughs) life's life's pretty easy single (laughs) We think we're doing so well when well, we are. Totally, I, I you know, I was it. perfect before I met David, and then yeah, he yeah. made me realize not so much insecurities. <laughs> and fucking, oh, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Mm. The, the the mirror, the constant mirror. I can't imagine children. Yeah, I mean, clearly that's not in the cards for me. But if it were, I can imagine that it would be amplified. Yep through them for sure so okay so going back we uh graduated from school graduated from school and you stayed in new york for a while i stayed for new york a year yeah yeah and then came out to los angeles yeah and you always had the yearning to be here always Um, always. since i was a child yeah since i was a child i you know it's it's scary that before i knew what california was i would say it before i knew what it was meaning you know, I don't even really understand a map per se or how to read it or know all the states in the You're US. Drawn to yeah, this. yeah. Drawn is a perfect word. Yeah. And coming here, there were things it's 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 almost like 
recognizing a place that you this feels like home more than Montreal ever felt like home that's the only way I can describe it I totally get it you know yeah yeah I do I never thought I could go home but I'm actually loving being home at the moment but this does feel like a second home from home you know with the good people like yourself who live here. Oh, you'll here. be back here for good, I'm sure. Well, I, I'd like to say I want to I want to go back and back forth. Back and forth, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, yeah. I feel like it's important for me to be at home. I love being, the, you know, the ocean at home is really special to me and my friends back there and family and blah, blah, blah. But um, And you don't have snow, so that helps. Yeah, but winter's gloomy. Like There? Yep. Okay. It's just... The rain or what is... Yeah, it's like just fucking moopy okay you know, get so it's wet like shoes. san francisco yeah okay not quite as misty headless horseman style but it's <laughs> like you know it's it's just long and drab everyone wears everyone down a fair bit come spring everyone's getting pretty like so usually mm. i like to bounce out of the end a bit so i just miss a clip it okay yeah so instead of a snowbird you're like uh no i stay for a fair chunk okay. well i have i mean okay. i don't have a lot of to go back on but um yeah, shit. See, I had some people who were going to stay in my fucking air. Well, my air and B, you can swear whatever you want. It's, okay. I can, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just censored myself. <laughs> I hope I'm not the one bringing that out on you, John. <laughs> no, I swear. I've been pulled up on it a lot lately. Um, it's fine. They say it's a lack of intelligence. Can't think of a better word. But I think it's a flavorful word. I think so too. It's just the uh, yeah. It gives it everything a little bit more yeah, pepper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I like really, cayenne. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. passionate about this fucking La Croix. <laughs> yeah, this is a fucking delicious drink. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Just a sidetrack. Last night I woke. This morning I woke up to all these. You know, Air, yeah, of course you know what Airbnb what? is. Yeah. Some some people were going to stay at my place last night, and they drove down from Melbourne. I woke up to all these emails. And oh, so you're renting out your place over there? Well, I just put it on while to see you're... what happened. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. And they couldn't find the key in the pot plant. Oh. So they've ha- probably had to drive all the way back. I felt terrible. It was there. I know it was there. They just didn't look hard enough because I put it in the dirt, you know. I did okay. it myself. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, that's, uh, hmm. So okay. when, um, that was just a little thought. I don't know what, um, and so you woke up to all their messages. Six messages, missed calls. Oh, no. Yeah, I had a little, I woke up feeling a little bit of like anxiety. I was like, fuck. Well, is this your first time on, is that your first client, I yes. guess, on Airbnb? Yeah. Oh. yeah, Airbnb messages. I think you're going to need to uh, create a new profile, John Teague. Really? Under a different name. Well, I might just throw Italian. I don't really care too okay. much about okay. it. It's like, New but identity. I feel, I feel like you didn't look hard enough. Like it was there. I know it was there. I okay. wrote a really good message to how to get in, and he sent me photos of the pot, but it just brushed mm. the leaves. Didn't put his fingers in the soil. Mm. He might have had nice fingers. Lockbox next time, maybe. Yeah, lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks will save you some trouble. Well, yeah, I'm digging. Yep. Yeah. No, I had a lot to do before I left. Is that excuse? But that's it. We solved it. New identity and lockbox and you're good to go. And yeah. you're back up and running. Do you think I get a new phone number as well? New everything? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm always Google recreating. Google Voice. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah. <laughs> See, we solved the entrepreneurial problems too. So, <laughs> getting away from my... Um, 
when you moved out here, had you started your own um, you life coach, right? Leadership coach. Leadership coach. Yeah. Is there a difference? Well, I think. Well, that, that's actually a good question. I think when I trained as a coach, I trained as a corporate coach. So what that would mean would that that I would be going into companies and helping companies with performance issues and um, and, you, and that sort of thing. Sorry to cut you off. Do you think that you went that direction because you've come from the corporate world and you know it so well and you could see the uh, the hole? Or because you know that there's bigger dollars behind the corporate. Uh, great question. It's it, and it's still one that lingers today. In the sense of, that was my training, and I did that. I chose that specialization because it was my comfort zone. And when I graduated from the coaching school, I didn't practice corporate coaching right away. I practiced life coaching. Mm. So, and the same way that I keep talking about being pulled to and resisted by or having resistance to sort of the meditation and and everything that helps me grow in the same way I've had difficulty looking at should I be helping in the business world or should I be helping more individuals and I think that because I struggled so much to find balance for myself and to find a healthy identity within the corporate world. I had a lot of, um, again, that's why I was resisting going down that path. Mm -hmm. There was almost resentment for that life. So I didn't want to be working again. Why? Because you thought you were were all sellouts of the dollar? Well, somewhat. I was thinking of how... corporations had bad uh, intentions for society. Well, that was my perception, definitely. Yeah. And I think that right now, um, I think that right now the, the, the question becomes, well, I was one of those people in the corporation. We know that there's a lot of power. I mean, the reality is that there's a lot of power in corporate. And rather than shying away from it, wouldn't it be more powerful and impactful to actually contribute some of the things that we've been talking about to that world that can then have a ripple effect outward? So I share that with you still, you know, finding that place for myself in where I can have the greatest impact. Mm. But yes, now the desire is to serve in a way that I keep wondering, okay, what does that look like? And asking myself daily, what does that look like? And working on myself so that I'm not just saying these words in the same way that I encourage people to be in the trenches. I'm in the trenches every single day doing, you know, the the work. Um, But yeah, not knowing yet where I'm going to have most impact and maybe not trying to figure it out, just letting, Mm -hmm. letting it guide me. So when I remember, I can still see your web page. Yeah. <clears throat> Had the purple. Yeah, it's still. Still. Gone back to purple. Okay, is it the same? No, it's not the same. Okay, so you've evolved. Um, yes, evolved. Yes. I think what, what it has, I wonder if it's, it's in some ways coming back to the same, but with more um, skills, knowledge, experience, and and finding now that, when I say leadership is because, yes, I think that impacting people who run companies, who run, who are responsible for making decisions that impact us in all the different spectrums, political, economic, all of it, right? It's all connected. So 
if we don't start looking at it holistically that way, mm-hmm. and again, all aspects of our lives and how we bring our entire self to these different situations and how our leadership style um, impacts then or has a ripple effect on the collective, then right. then what are we doing? Is you talking like, you know, David Lynch did the thing where he it's from a town where they meditate. Every, it's a big meditating yes. town and they have yes. like really low crime. Crime rate, yeah. Um, they have children meditating in school from primary school. Yeah, um, Maharishi effect is what that's called. Right, did you know that they, yeah. these are the similar, I didn't know that, I just said right like I did, but I didn't oh. know that. <laughs> Maharishi effect, yeah. Well, it, from from transcendental meditation. Okay. So uh, Maharishi Mahesh, the, you, I'm probably um, mispronouncing his name, but he was the the yogi, the founder, the guru of of transcendental meditation. And what he said was that we actually have the power, kind of similar to what you were saying before. You're sending somebody love, and mm. you were able to transform that relationship. Um, I shared my experiences in the same. So imagine we're doing that at a much, you know, uh, collect like collective level. You know, more people. So the more the more that we're doing that, and I believe he, you know, don't quote me on the stats, but it was something like you only need a very low percent of the people to be um, uh, holding that kind of space. So you don't need everyone at the at that consciousness level for it to have an effect, right? Mm. To have that kind of dramatic effect. So if you only need a small percent to have that kind of impact, then imagine if we were even fifty percent of the population at that level, how transformational that would be. So that's what gets me excited. Yeah, well, that was going to be the next thing I asked because I was going to say you, you look in the news, you look around the world, and you look at um, the trajectory that seemingly we're on, yeah. and I can get very you know, like, fuck this, I'm going surfing. Right. You know, and it's done. Why would I have kids? You know, I can get like that. But at the same time, and then I would imagine if you're going into that field of trying to change and you look at a leader like Donald Trump. Yeah. But you just explained what I was going to bring up because if you only need a small percentage, yeah, then it's a fight worth fighting. Well, and, and, and that actually reminds me, one of the opening lines that they said during the retreat that we were on was that you're actually not here just for yourself because the Bullshit. work that you're going to be doing, <laughs> believe me, if that was just for myself, I think I would have gone home because it's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. But no, what she was saying is that if we believe, back to what you were saying of the populations and of the that Maharishi effect, is that if if we believe that... By changing our consciousness, you can change and elevate the consciousness of others. Then you are, you know, doing it again for yourself, cleaning up your own house, garden, whatever you want to call it. And then that has a ripple effect outward, which I believe. And again, scientifically, it's been shown and all this. Well, we'll call it the Bryce theory. Bryce theory. I love that. The Bryce theory. It works. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing pretty well at the moment. Well, good. We send him love. We send you love, Bryce. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no it's that I, that is powerful stuff and that is what excites me and that's what makes me keep going when i'm planning my escape out of a you know meditation yeah. retreat center yeah, yeah 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 no totally so um where are you sitting with it all now like what's next are you still uh, are you going personal or corporate or is, you is just let there, it come? Well, you is know, it, or are they one of the same? Well, yeah. 
that's my, is it one in the same? And I've just been dividing it. Yeah. And trying to fit into the way the market is segmented right now, where you almost have to label yourself one thing or the other, just the same way that you asked me, are you a corporate coach or a life coach? Oh, you said life coach. And I corrected you by saying leadership, but isn't it all kind of one and the same? Well, we now? love labels. Yes. And you love MDs and PhDs. Yes. And I'm just, yeah, here, no, here, but here, here. seriously, yeah. right? Yeah. And like I said, I still sometimes I fall in that. Yeah, because yeah. the brain is like, I'm, I'm going to put this in the box, just like I'm going to put people in boxes, right? And the quick judgments that we have. You know, somebody explained this the other day and an example really well about how our brain, and, and this is just a defense mechanism that we have, not to be complacent about when we make judgments, but to, to have some understanding of why we do, is the brain is processing so much information so rapidly that it's how we're able to continue to be thinking because you know you, you, you look at a person and you need to put them in a box. Am I safe or am I unsafe? Do I like them? Do I not like them? Are they like me? Are they not like me? And we do these things at split second decisions that are made which end up often being wrong, but you know, so we make those judgments, but that's why we make those judgments, right? So when we understand that about ourselves, that, okay, it's our brain. And if we can, again, back to, it's just between the ears and have, and acknowledge that, okay, I probably had this judgment about this person. And I said, I didn't like them. And I wrote them off because they remind me of this so-and-so or whatever that made me feel unsafe. And, and then we can start seeing again, back to most of the stuff that we believe or that we think is true is not 90% of the time. I would say. Completely. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know when you're at the meditation place, could you see other people? Yeah, there was other people. Yeah. We just couldn't talk to one another. Right. So you, right. Did, you didn't talk to them pre going in either. Just very, um, very briefly. Not everybody or everybody. I didn't even get a chance to speak to everybody. It was just sort of who's around. Okay. So did you, while you're there in your silence, look at people that you hadn't spoke to, make up a story about them? Definitely. And then when you could speak, speak to them and go, fucking hell. Well, what was interesting, I didn't get to the fucking hell part at this particular retreat, mm -hmm. but I have had those moments at other ones where I've even shared, you know, had the balls to go up to them and share sort of a story that had I made up in my mind about them. But I'll share with you on this particular one completely there was somebody who was completely annoying my my silence right with just by their being just by their being making a lot of noise coming into this and, and choosing when to come into the the sitting hall and not and what was very interesting is again those give us opportunity to practice right yeah. i mean it's all that's all everything that comes up is hmm mm. why is this what's his mirror yeah what is this bringing up for me, right? So back to the self-righteousness of like, why isn't this person doing everything the way everyone else is doing it? We're all doing it right. Why are you breaking the rules, right? So it's interesting that I had an opportunity to even see all that through this person that was annoying me. Mm -hmm. But yes, I had completely made up a story how, you know, she wasn't taking this seriously. She was just here to be on vacation. Oh yeah, like complete story, which probably, again, all lies but again watching the brain just at work yeah flying yeah flying totally so yes 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 and i'm sorry to a lot of people that i made up stories about but yeah we we no, do that we all do it yeah we all do yeah it. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not, a, you know, I do it. Uh, I had the same experience when I did that meditation. Meditation? It was hilarious, actually. Um, but I think that's this, that's what we do. Yeah. Again, the brain just split second judgments and then and then like you're saying building the entire you build out the story their whole life you know and it's like you don't even know this person and probably the moment that they open their mouth and tell you something it's going to be completely it's going to knock your story <laughs> gone you know uh she, yeah i'll tell you a quick funny one um she won't mind a friend of mine did one recently as well and she said because well, when i did it you couldn't see girls they were like in the oh they separated they separated men and women but and okay. they were dark you knew though over there was a, oh, okay but you couldn't see them anyway she said when she did it, you could see them okay and she'd created this story with this guy and like it was on <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine being all those days if you're single then you're definitely yeah i'm so going there like, i'm supposed to do this meditation retreat <laughs> you know silence for 10 days and this dude it's just like he, she could tell he was all about it it was gonna happen and so when it came to the end and uh so she went straight up to him and gave him like a big close hug and hey how are you and he was like yeah yeah really good and then just broke straight out into something about his wife and kids and oh like, really yeah just like not interested yeah at yeah all. i'm picking this up and i'm sending it right back yeah bang yeah <laughs> fascinating funny hey yeah it's, it's so awesome. true. So I've had this thing lately where, you know, um, you're the right person to talk to about this. I don't okay, bring it up very uh, You see someone who has the same build as somebody else, okay. almost characteristically mannerisms, almost demeanor, but they're not the same person. And I see it a lot when I'm in airports and I go, that's a carbon copy of that person. Okay. That's a carbon copy of that person i mean I don't like a all. doppelganger yeah okay. kind of thing but like almost there's a difference but you almost looks like they've come out of the same shell and life has slightly molded them differently yeah you know and so then i you know i don't this is not i don't do it all day every day but i do notice it and it's been an occurring pattern and i then i think like back to one day you were like well we were sent here uh on a journey on a mission and um, we kind of knew before we came into this life what our mission was and then we don't know like it you lose it and you then you have I to experience remember, yes, it right so yeah. you tell me this and then i start looking they stay at, in you these thoughts that i've shared wow what do you think i'm just like just in one ear out the other next um donut shop uh coffee uh <laughs> look at that girl oh, i'm going surfing <laughs> you know i ponder shit <laughs> That's, yeah, no, I'm just, it's been so long. And since I said that, it kind of hearing those words again. Yeah, so you said that. and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. Yeah, so, and so then when I'm seeing these cut, cut, uh, cutouts of people, yeah. almost, yeah. I go, well, okay, if Carol, what Carolina says is true, and I, well and truly could be, because I feel like I've been here on earth before. And I say, well, then if we know what our story is going to be, pre, do we pick our body? Hmm. And then, we, but on the rack, there's only so many body fields, right? <laughs> and oh, so interesting. You, you go, okay. uh, he's like, yeah, I'd take that big burly looking fucker. And the other guy, you know, coming four deep goes, I want the big burly fucker too. Uh, with the, you know, and yeah, there's like, yeah. I see it. And I'm like, yeah, you are that cut out. You are, uh, anyway, but. 
Hmm. I don't say it all the time. Weird thought, I know. But no, I mean, I, I think, listen, just like anything else, your body, your, I mean, is a huge, um, I mean, nothing is separated, right? So this is what we came in here with. And if your body is in somehow in service of, and how could it not be in service of whatever your life path journey might be? So if you came here to experience, let's say, being an Olympian, then I would imagine that you would try to choose accordingly, you know. Oh, you think you can have that choice before you come on in? Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to choose the Olympian mode this time. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know if it's to that detail. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm. But what? What? Or is it what, lessons we're learning? What resonates with me is more of yeah themes. I want and the lessons. absolute what it is, Caroline. I don't <laughs> want to guess. <laughs> Let me tap into the universe yeah. here and see. I. I what resonates with me is that we come to experience themes and stories. And I, and, and I believe, again, none of us know really ultimately, but what I believe is that even certain appointments with, import, with people, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you were instrumental in leading me down this path. Oh, I, come on, guys. No, I really, I really believe that. Okay. And I think that that was an appointment we had. I mean, what... You know, it's almost like we at that moment in time we were destined to meet at that point, and 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 knowing that I wasn't even friends with that many, you know, I kept to myself and I was kind of antisocial. Well, I always thought that we were pretty good friends until one day you told me, yeah, but I didn't like you when you're drinking. But I always thought that we got along well, just great. Well, I was self righteous, we right? I was very self righteous, John. <laughs> Apparently, I'm told, so that was probably coming from the fact that you were breaking some rules uh, that my five-year-old couldn't uh, handle. Okay, yeah. I'm wondering why is he doing that? I'm missing school. We're paying to be here. There was probably a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, things came to a head there for a bit. It was Bryce that pulled me through that. And so Isn't same that with, interesting? Yeah, I know. And Ron Stetson. Wow. I'm going to get Ron because I've clashed with him very hard and he absolutely strips off me one day and left me standing in an empty room thinking fuck yeah I remember it was a really humbling humbling um, moment and there was a few teachers that kept saying to me you just gotta get out of the road of yourself and I never knew what the fuck they meant, they meant them. Hmm. and it sort of landed as Ron turned on his heel and walked out and I wished that I hadn't yeah anyway I think you had an appointment with him too. You probably had a few appointments through that. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was a life-changing time for us, that that was def again defining the next steps. Then, then yeah, I, I mean, I, again, that resonates with me that we were meant to meet at that time. That the lessons that you taught me at that time would then carry you know, the years that would come later, and coming to LA and and to put me on the course that I'm on now you know yeah because otherwise why acting why the neighborhood playhouse why that place why you i couldn't even understand you when we first met <laughs> <laughs> you know that was fucking part just, of it everyone would be like I would just say laugh. it again what did yeah. you say I'm uh, like fuck <laughs> and after three four times i just give up and laugh and nod and pretend that i understood what you just said you know and hope that it wasn't a question because you weren't going to get an answer <laughs> But I really, I didn't, I had no idea. And yet, again, the, the, the pull, right? The same way I was pulled here, just that pull towards you. 
That wasn't sexual. Sorry. No, 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 no. I know. I, we've always just been good friends. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, totally. Um, but definitely a pull that, that that which I've resonated with also yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. I've been like, yeah. And 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 gratitude for, you know, again pulling me down to the Dharma talks and and getting me on that path. You know. I know it's it's um. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it feels when you're doing in the in the rhythm with that, I feel less needy, more just you know it's okay to be me and just quiet. Yeah, I don't need to keep feeling the noise. Like turn the stereo on loud, run, drive fast, be a fuckwit in traffic. Yeah, you know I'm a little bit more like, oh, you want to cut in, cut in, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, yeah, I get you, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's it's definitely it's not always the straight shot. It's not a straight shot. Um, I lost my train of thought. So I want to go back to the the life lessons and the weirdness of the universe and and the connectivity of all. You've got a thought on this, I have no doubt. And do you, can we go in there a little bit? Yeah, give me more to go on. All right, so I, I, I kind of like, am I I'm, I'm like thinking, I don't know, I don't know, but like what resonates with me is when I went away and saw Henrik in Switzerland and they, I saw this play that went for four days. Yeah. And, I, and they were trying to get me there. I went to one day, a full day of theatre of a four-day fucking play that wow. took a year of rehearsals wow. before they put it up and they do it every four years. Wow. And um, I got the surmise of that. but And the day that I saw was, okay, so, uh, and this was um, Steiner, Rudolf Steiner's yes, yes. play. He yes, wrote. Yes, and yes, theory. yes. Okay. Well, you know, that dude's transcendental. Yeah. The, the body of work that he left behind, it, it doesn't add up what he did in a lifetime if you look at it it's i don't understand because there was so much that came out so much me. came out and so much goodness and so much that people turn their nose up now but now they're teaching in harvard right you know like theories he had on bees and architecture and um, medicine and um you know a really trippy thing there was um a botanist there was a botanist there mm -hmm. a friend of henrik's and he was showing me on a, a plant that was growing out of the ground he goes look at that plant and i'm like i'm looking at the plant fucking plant <laughs> and he goes now look at the leaves and i'm looking at the leaves and he goes do you, do you see anything there or is it just growing i'm going it's growing out of the ground it's going towards the sun he goes yeah okay that's good except if you look and he started pointing to each leaf correlating with a different point of the universe and how it's a connection wow and each leaf was representative of either a planet or and so it was almost a, a mirror yeah yeah and he could articulate every wow and I, that you know that was a pretty that completely tripped you up completely tripped me up but going back to the play so um it followed the life of these souls as they came into earth the experience they had on earth and then where they went in between and and it freaked me out like it was so it felt so real you know and the lessons learned and then what where you'd go in the middle and uh Ah, the lessons to be learned when we're not on earth and then choosing to come back down and go through hardships or whatever the fuck it is again and um 
Yeah, I, I mean, I love that. That was, and that, so that's something that I've sort of thought, yeah. But maybe there's a million Earths and a million different scenarios, and and there a bit, there's a hub. I don't know. Have you read the book Journey of Souls? No, I haven't. Yeah, another one. And they're all like these books and the, the Steiner theory, and there's a lot of them that they run parallels, but they're not the same. Okay. So I feel like I don't know what I feel, but I feel like there's something there. Well, what's interesting about what you're saying, or at least what what comes up for me when you're saying that is so many of us resonate with again without being able to know what the ultimate truth is and i I imagine there is one and maybe we're exposed to it on another when we're not in this body and form in this dimension i don't know but that we all resonate with certain things call to us as if they're truth right as if we can identify no that sounds true to me even if my brain might say that's not that's absurd and that's crazy talk but there's a the deeper part of us, our soul, whatever you want to call it, that that recognizes it as truth. So when you're saying these things about you know souls or us coming into this dimension and and multiple dimensions and multiple beings and multiple planet, I mean, all of that resonates with me. And coming here and experiencing certain lessons and themes you know us resonating with each other even Henrik why was why again out of the whole class was it you and Henrik you know really like think about it you guys were my only I mean close friends you know and I had a couple of but the people that we had these conversations with it was you me and Henrik and who else was at the Dharma talks you me and Henrik right so even that and I wonder I wonder whether even you know you talked about you know, when you were drinking or addiction and, 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 and I've had my own, you know, with smoking, eating, all these different things that we do to numb ourselves. What, what do you call the person that comes out on you when you're partying again? Oh, Gina. Gina. Yeah. Has Gina been out for a while? No, she's tame. Good. We're, yeah. we're not dealing with food addiction. We've yeah. moved on, okay, but. Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to cut you off. Keep going. No, but these things that that these ways in which we numb ourselves which can be different for different people and as we start uncovering them i wonder if it's a way for us to again back to that resistance that i talked about and it shows up in different ways for different people but to avoid knowing this grandeur of what you're talking about of the truth like we almost avoid living it knowing it because once you know a little bit like once you brought me to the dharma talks it's you can't go back like now you've opened this box and whether or not it's like like it or not resist it or not you're coming down this path because you cannot unsee anymore Mm -hmm. and yet we will still i'll speak for myself i'll still use whether it's food or back then it was drinks or whatever to or cigarettes whatever to numb it so that you don't experience it Mm -hmm. and that's what i find isn't that crazy we numb ourselves or distract ourselves use electronics and the, you know whatever internet all of that work whatever to avoid we're saying everything but sex and porn sex and, porn yeah, yeah sorry everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of it whatever yeah. yep to avoid it i think sometimes i could do it with surfing yes people exercise yeah exercise can still be that i mean it could be it could be if you're doing it to in an avoidance fashion or or trying to escape or whatever well it's a bit of both but like yeah sometimes i'm like yeah how much can one person surf (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever it is and i think what's what you're saying is just recognizing that because it can be different things like for me exercise is definitely not where i go to avoid you know i'm gonna eat i'm gonna have whatever but netflix yeah netflix it can be it can be people binge that shit yeah it can be and i'm guilty of it yeah so it's 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 when we know that that's where you're going to avoid the feelings to avoid and when i say avoid the feelings i think we almost also avoid the truth of knowing that we're so much bigger and this is all so much bigger than we care to acknowledge you know like marianne williamson's quote you know our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure i'm probably not quoting her exactly right but that's pretty good but right i i I believe that and the things that we do is to sabotage that grandeur well also did you think that there's like a shadow self as well yes yeah because anytime i try and do something meaningful in my life not even but it shows up yeah no buddy yeah Stay, stay back in your box yeah and 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 now i think you know, lately I've recognized that through the shadow is the light. Meaning before, I think I did so much work in avoiding it, you know, and I think David, I'm going to give credit to my partner for, you know, the self-righteous part, the arrogance, you know, he, him showing me these different parts of myself as the shadow part. How can I embrace those parts of myself in a way that diminishes their power over me? You know, how can I acknowledge that, yes, I've been self-righteous, that five-year-old that wants everybody to do things right, or the arrogance of, um, you know, uh, you know, why can't we all be, you know, the seeking perfection in some way, all these, all these ego mind traps, right? Um, but looking at them or doing the work, as, as you called it, the shadow work, which is looking at those aspects of ourselves that keep us from, you know, our higher self or the light. And it's through it, not around it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. that's like, what do they say? Uh, it's darkest before dawn. Yeah. And, and if that's a metaphor, you got to go through the through. shadow. Through. The dark to come out. Totally. That's with, with, you know, this is a little thing that I... I I used to, because uh, I was dyslexic at school, mm-hmm. and I thought I was dumb. I just was like, I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it. It was never picked up. I just didn't understand anything. I couldn't understand why I couldn't understand, and I, therefore I was just like, well, I'm, I'm just dumb. And so I'd copy everybody's homework, you okay. know, and I wouldn't do anything for myself. I played sport. I was good at sport, but I, you know, I wouldn't, and I loved theatre studies. It was the best. But I couldn't, when it came to pen and paper and projects and shit, I just used to copy all my friends almost worth you know like yeah so i never did anything really for m- myself okay and what i've realized that that trait carried on for a long time that i wanted to not go through things i just wanted things to be just there mm-hmm. or i used to wanted to be able to just say oh what did you do i'll just do what you did and i'll follow your blueprint but the more that i can step into my own and and step into the dark of things that I'm scared of and and walk through it, how much better I feel and realise I'm not stupid. Right. And that it's just uh, there's a fair bit of, um, yeah, it's old behaviour and it's, it's hard to break it and catch it. But how powerful to have that insight that you just even shared, right? I mean, because that's, that's where the work begins is, is even having 
that moment that, oh, I've done this and this is probably where it comes from. And now I have an opportunity to do something different. I think that's the work of, of everything we're talking about right now. And it's one of those, they, all those nuggets build on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like I have, my chest feels heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's work. Yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, what we're saying is simple, but not easy is the only way I can say it. Because simple, meaning in our mind, we can say, yeah, if we do, you know, one plus one equals two. Yeah, no problem. But well, then, then you go, well, it's not paying the bills, is it? I've got yeah. to pay the fucking bills. <laughs> Great. Self-work, yeah. good on you, but it's not paying my electricity bill, motherfucker. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, this is what I'll add to that, to the not paying the, the bills part. I, I also believe that that is tied to our self-worth and, and our beliefs about about money and, and what we can do to make money and all of that. I, I have no doubt. Even that, it's tied to what we believe. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I remember. I have work to do in there. As do I. I mean, as do I. I, I remember when we were at, in New York, a friend of mine coming to see me who had just who had just seen me leave, you know, my six-figure corporate job and she was seeing me run around town doing all these little, you know, student film movies for no money. And she said to me, Carol, you're working so hard and you're not making any money. And she said, why can't you start just asking for money, you know, mm -hmm. in these roles? And I, I, I gave this. her yep. so many stories. I'm like, because you have to pay your dues yep. because I just started this. I'm because I'm not as talented as some other. I had all these stories. And all she said to me was like, well, why don't you just try, you know? And I kid you not, as soon as I stopped saying, okay, I'm going to do everything for free, I started getting paid. And it was really like I started getting paid. And and I've taken that lesson now in what I'm doing now. And, and, and what's interesting is then you can take it to what are you getting paid? So you can put whatever dollar amount you want, right? So at first you believe you're worth X. And then the moment that you say, no, now I'm worth Y. Well, then people will start giving you why, right? But it's your internal dialogue Stepping story. Stepping into the shadow of what, what's your What's your worth, yeah. yeah. Totally, completely. So I believe that 100%. Now, then doing the work to get from the X to the Y to the whatever, right? That's, again, simple but not easy. So even as I tell you that, that that's what I believe and that's what's always reflected back to me to do the work to continue to think that you're worth more and to have the behaviors that demonstrate that, right? right? Because the same way that you were talking about love, people pick up on love while people pick up on yeah. your insecurity, your yeah. stories about yourself, your self-worth. People pick up on your self-worth. And if you say you walk around with I'm worth X, this is whether it's financial relationships. If you you teach people how to treat you energetically even. So if you're saying I'm worth people treating me like shit, because believe me, I've gone down that road. You know this. Mm -hmm. So of men treating you like you don't you don't deserve to be treated well, then that's exactly how. What you're projecting through your mind's eye. Yeah. That's why when after I, you know, worked in that porn store for a while, I stopped watching porn. Yeah. Because I just realized that if, you know, the more I did that imagination work at the Imagine Life and all the, the stuff that I was seeing when I was working there and looking at a lot of porn, that that was just spewing out of my fucking head. Yeah. And that's not a healthy place to be. Right. Well, again, without 
judgment of it but yeah you were choosing something different at that moment well i really someone offered me a part-time job working in a porn store like the fuck of course yeah yeah this would be fine but it actually was pretty depressing in the end but it's it's like you said when you started this it's like between the ears it's all there all of it and it's it's all in the mind so yet not real and then very real yeah because that's exactly what you experience so that then makes you know we are responsible accountable for all our experiences which nobody likes to hear that no it's well, no they don't but it was something that i picked up on uh, personal responsibility on all levels yeah yeah um i learned uh, i went to this course with my cousin mark who you've met yeah and that was the take that i took from that one was it's personal responsibility everything. yeah everything we don't like who wants to acknowledge that hmm maybe the amount of money that i'm making is because that's all that i think i can make or the person that i'm with that's how i deserve to be treated nobody wants to look at things in that kind of depth because then again you and rather than blaming outward it's mm. this person it's that job it's the job market it's whatever whatever then we have to take a look at ourselves and do all this internal work that we're talking about and you know not a lot of people want to sign up for that which i which i again i get it's it's hard work but at the same time comes the the shifts right so with like why do all the work is the shifts that come with it there's no other feeling f from from my perspective like that right and someone said to me the other day i didn't know i was looking for peace until i found some mm. i was mm. like fuck that's good yeah I right take that one yeah yeah put it in your pocket yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah i like that oh i did too i was like god damn it yeah. so like you know you have those moments where you're just like it's all good you're like i want instead of like where's the crack where's the party yeah the irish crack not the the other crack oh what's the pipe oh what's the, the irish crack oh it's just the fun they call it the fun oh yeah. okay the okay crack or sorry the crack. i totally yeah. went to the pipe, the pipe. yeah <laughs> See, John, after all these years, sometimes yeah, still gets still, lost in yeah, translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I pulled up on that. Where's the crack? <laughs> Jeez, he's gone to not to 100 on that one. <laughs> well, like I said, we all use different things, you know, to numb ourselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we're, at, we're, we're at about a minute, and, an hour, a minute and six. It's been a long minute, hey? Oh, yeah. 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 It's time for lunch. Um, can I say thank you so much? Yes, you may. Uh, you are the best, Carolina. You Caro. are the best, John Teague. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Okay. I, I never know how to end it. Oh, yeah. do we want to do that again? I can high five you stronger. <laughs> okay, there you have it. There was my chat with Carolina Caro. I uh, hope you enjoyed that because um, I did. And I tell you, uh, you know, hopefully, well, it leaves me thinking, <laughs> yeah, i got a lot to do, a lot of work to do, a lot of work on myself. But it's good. It's good. What else are we here for? I mean, coffee, la croix, surf, I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever. Who gives a shit? But I hope you got something out of that. Anyway, I hope you're having fun wherever you are. Uh, probably driving somewhere. Seems to be the mode. Podcast in the car, in the car. Till next time, drive safely.
Bye.